Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running and the number one podcast in the Cayman Islands. Hey. Hey, that's good. That's fine. What's the population of the Cayman Islands? Uh, It's probably one of those places that has more companies than people. So I'm not sure if that counts. Uh, And also when I looked at the chart for this... Uh, there was actually only we were the only one on the chart, so we are right. the the one and only, which okay. I think is yeah. it's, that's still fine, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, still number one. <laughs> I'll take a number one, absolutely. So we've had an extra week to put together this one because we're lazy, but that means we've got a shared load to get through as well. So first of all, thank you very much to Colin and Ken who have bought buffs recently, which is fantastic. We've still got some buffs left if you want them. They're lovely, very fashionable. Be the envy of your friends. Uh, with a running is BS buff, just drop us a message and send us some money and, and you'll have a buff. So we had a recommendation from Liam on Facebook. Uh, he said, with a perfect accompaniment to brighten up an early morning rainy run with some serious running stuff, but plenty of chuckles too. Like chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense really, because running is actually clearly bullshit. Oh, Liam's a nice boy. Cheers, Liam. Lots of we chuckles. Like Lots of chuckles. <laughs> chuckles. I think that's a chuckle. Chuckle, chuckle version. Um, also, Earl on Facebook as well. Just found this podcast right up me alley. Is that, is that a purposely... Wait, where did he find the podcast? I don't think I put it there. <laughs> right up me alley. Is Ooh, that a hello. typo Ooh. or is it really like... Is it use me? Right up me, it's right up me alley, my duck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right mix of irrelevant irreverence and poop. Keep up the great work. That's the two things we go for. Yeah, cheers, Earl. <laughs> and irreverent irrelevance as well, but mainly poop, to be honest. Uh, and also Matty Ware gave us five-star review and said it was the perfect blend of The Guardian and Runner's World. That's a good review, isn't it? That's very good. I think that we've had a few of those now, so I think it really summarises our podcast. Yeah, I like the way we told people what to review us with. That's nice. <laughs> we didn't do that. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. Sorry, no, it's just original ideas from people. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Amy, so I know from an epic Instagram story that we shared on our Twitter account, you had a lovely trail run. Yeah, I, I had the trail run from hell. Okay, I, there's going to be a story here. Settle back, everyone. A story. Oh, Settle God. down. Get those I, earbuds in nice and tight. And either sit back if you're sitting down or if you're running, just get into a nice relaxed stride. This is a story. Here we go. I was actually going to rewatch my Instagram story because I can't quite remember it very well because I think I've just repressed it because it was that yeah. bloody awful. Um, so I don't do a lot of trail running, I must admit. I live in Cardiff. There's not that many places to trail run around here, especially if you want to go up a mountain somewhere. But I went on a lovely weekend to Snowdonia. Lots of mountains in Snowdonia, lots of uh, lots of elevation, as you might expect. Um, and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll treat myself to a nice trail run in the in sort of the local area. And there was a trail right next to um, the Airbnb where we were staying. So I'll have a go at that. There'd been a lot of heavy rainfall and it was, you know, it'd been raining for like days and days straight. But I thought, you know what? It's the perfect morning to go for a run alongside a river, like on a trail that literally is right next to a river. You know, the fact that it's been very heavy rainfall, that's okay. It's that's next to the river. river. It's fine. It's next to the river. It's fine. It, was, it wasn't fine. I mean, I started off and I was doing a lot of walking because there was a lot of like tree branches and stuff. Um, no, sorry, tree roots. And things like that, and it was very, very steep. So I saw my Insta story, like complaining about it, like oh, all these bloody tree, tree roots. I can't run. But little did I fucking know. Little did I know what was gonna happen. So for the first sort of God, it would have been like two miles. It was just so treacherous. So I was next to the river, but like I was scrambling over rocks, and the river was really high. Well, to be honest, I don't know how high the river normally is around there, but I'm assuming because there'd been a lot of rainfall, it was higher than normal, and it was flowing so quickly, so, so quickly. Um, and I was right, right bloody next to it. And there were some points where I was literally scrambling over boulders, not like rocks made into a path, boulders. And I was, I had to scoot down on my bum, because they were completely soaked, because it had been raining, and I thought, this is where I'm going to die. But, you know, I kept thinking, it's okay, I can't run by, this was a circular route, so I thought, I can't run by the river the entire time, it's got to go, like, inland a bit, in from the river, because it's a circular route. 
So anyway, so th- so this first two miles is hell. I thought I was going to die. I, I honestly, there was a few points where I was that close. This river that was gushing by so quickly. I thought this is it. I'm going to slip in. And that will be the end of me. I'll be washed away and I'll be on the news and they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll be talking about it in Welsh up there. But the English translation would be some idiot from Cardiff came up and ran next to a river when it had been raining for 28 days straight, you know. So anyway. <laughs> so I thought I you were an expert bit. swimmer now, though. <laughs> you're a wild swimmer. You're a, you're a lifeguard, aren't you? I am, I am aren't a you? wild swimmer. But that would have been wild white water rafting. It was ridiculous. And it was just... It was terrifying. There was I took a picture on my my Instagram because um, there was some bits I didn't, I was in I was doing stories on my Instagram. I was like vlogging it, but the worst bits I couldn't get my phone out for because it was terrifying. So I didn't even capture the worst bits. But I took some pictures afterwards, um, like sort of clinging onto the side of a rock. But there was one bit where the um, the path and I use the term path loosely. It was a collection of rocks. It was like up in the air a bit, but went round the side of this massive rock, which is hard to explain, but. I saw that there was um, like rock climbing uh, metal things, you know, those rock climbing mm, things yeah. that you put uh, your rope in. There's probably got a proper name for it. In the side of the rock. I'm thinking people rock climb up here and here I am like trail running. Just along scrabbling around it. Yeah. yeah along, a, along a literal ridge on the side of a cliff face. It was horrendous. So anyway, so that was the um, that was the river. That was just the first two miles. This was a nine mile run. That was the first two miles. <laughs> so, yeah. so um I got to a bit of gravel path, nice for a few miles. I thought, this is nice, this is lovely. It looked beautiful. It was. It it was absolutely stunning. And I'm sure if you're, um, I don't know, like... Not a coward. Not a coward. And if you're a more experienced trail runner, it would have been fine. But it was treacherous. And the weather as well, because it was raining at the time and it was misty and it wasn't the safest time to be doing that sort of thing. Um, But I got to some gravel and that was all nice. I thought, this is great, this is fine, I'm doing great. Um, and I got to the bit on the map, and this is a map I'd taken a picture of. I didn't have like a proper, proper map. This was like a trail map that I'd taken a picture of. Thank God I did. But, um, I got to this bit on the map where I was supposed to like get to a lake and then that was the bit where the trail sort of looped round, but not round the lake. I got to this lake and I, and I just kept running and I thought, I'm not meant to be going this far around the lake. And the mileage was like creeping up and I got to this signpost for this place that I had no idea so I got my compass out on my phone. I had been going completely in the nice. wrong direction. So I was already knackered because it was, you know, it was stressful. It was really high elevation. <laughs> I thought, you know what? What do I do? And I, this was the other thing. I had no signal on my phone. This was in the middle of Snowdonia. No signal. So I'd gone um, for a weekend away with my mum. And I was thinking, I told her I'd be back in like two hours. And it's already creeping up to like one hour 45. After the, the, the river thing, two miles, took me over an hour to do. Fucking hell. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm already thinking, right, I've gone the wrong way. I have no idea where I am. I can't get my maps out on my phone, like my, my Google Maps, because I have no signal, nothing. And my mum's probably going to be calling Mountain Rescue in about 15 minutes if I'm not back. So I turned the other way. I thought I need to. I got the compass out on my phone. I thought, right, I need to go back the other way. I need to find this this proper trail. So I ran back the other way. This is all on gravel paths. It was quite nice. Um, met a retired PE teacher and told her my life story, as you do. So yeah, of course. <laughs> this woman was like, I was wearing um, a Swansea half t-shirt, and I was coming back, and um, as I was running back along the river, uh, the, sorry, the lake. This uh, PE teacher stopped me. She's like, oh, um, this is a lovely place for a run. And then, yeah, I found out a life story. She's, you know, she used to work in Bristol and she, uh, her son's just bought his first house. <laughs> you know? Terrific. So, Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, when I when I saw her, I was like, I'm a bit lost. <laughs> Try not to panic. I was just like, I'm just a bit lost. Um, so I had a chat with her and then I found the path that I was supposed to. I got back to the lake, like the, the sort of the, where the lake opens out from the river. Um, I got back to that and I found the path I was supposed to be taking to loop back round. It it was up a mountain and people have screenshot my Strava from yeah. it, my elevation on my Strava and laughed at me because it was like, it looks like a wall. Like the it's elevation <laughs> looks like a solid wall. And I was going up this, this mountain basically. I think it was a thousand foot of elevation, but within the space of, oh, I couldn't even guess, like... Point four of a mile or something yeah because i saw your strava and it was like nine miles and a thousand feet elevation i thought that's not a big deal but you look at the elevation and it is just a straight line it's like a vertical line it's amazing it must have been maximum point four of a mile 
a thousand foot, like climbing a thousand <laughs> foot in that space. It was it was full on like hands on knees, clambering up. And it's not just these steps, it's bloody like boulders and crap and it was awful. It was a, at some point I was on my hands and knees scrambling up this mountain. I thought, this isn't right, but in the back of my head I was thinking this trail is supposed to be six and a half miles, this this route. And I was thinking I'm at four miles now, so if I'd taken the normal route, this is, I've only got about three miles until I get home, it's fine, it's fine. So I thought, I'll just get up to the top of this mountain, and I'm sure I can see the trail back down. Well, I got to the top of this mountain, and it was just wilderness on the other side. I have never felt fear like it, because I just looked out, and I was expecting to see the village that the Airbnb was, and I looked out. And there was, like, mist everywhere, like, low-hanging mist and mountains as far as the eye could see. You know, like, pictures you see of Snowdonia, it's, like, beautiful, yeah. like, just vast, you know, just nothing desolate. That's what it looked like at the top of this fucking mountain. I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> so, so I carried on climbing a bit because I had no other choice. And I saw this, like, at the very, very top, there was this lone signpost. And it was pointing me in the direction of where I need to go back. I thought, right, this is the right way. But getting back down the mountain was like, was a scramble in itself. It was like crab walking on my bum and on my sort of sit, sat down, shuffling down this mountain. And somebody had put, like, I say somebody, like obviously people who worked on the mountain, whatever people on the mountain do, like bags of rocks on the trail. I don't mean like bags, like, they were like huge who are, if people work in these sort of areas, like whatever they're doing, maintaining things or whatever, I don't know what that's about, but there were huge, massive bags full of boulders in the middle of the trail, and I had to climb over these bags of boulders to get just to get down. Perhaps they were there to about. stop people because it was actually really dangerous. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. But so by this time, it's three hours in. It's three hours in, I'm thinking. And I managed to get, like a tiny bit of signal and I could see on Google Maps then that I was heading in the right direction back home it was just I was a bit like further out than I thought mm. so I just had to make my way down as I was going down there was just parts of the trail had just become a river like a whole stream so I was like having to like wade through a stream that was once probably a trail which I know is pretty standard when you're trail running but I'd been through quite an ordeal I wasn't I yeah. didn't want to be wading through r- rivers I just wanted to be home and dry yeah. <laughs> Um, I, and I found, like, bearing in mind, the Airbnb that we were staying at had no signal whatsoever. You had to connect to the internet there to do anything, um, which was silly. Because when I got to the top of the mountain, it had a bit of, like, phone signal. So mm. I texted my mum, and I was like, I'm okay, I'm just a bit later than normal. And then as I'm walking down the mountain, I thought, she hasn't got any signal. How is she supposed to get that? Um, and I found this small patch of 4G. So I was, like, FaceTime my mum, like, I'm fine, I'm still alive. <laughs> Please don't call Mountain Rescue, because I was terrified that not only was I worrying about getting back, but I was terrified about the embarrassment of like Mountain Rescue having to come and yeah, rescue this bad. idiot runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like gone out for a four hour trail run that was supposed to be two hours. So I, I FaceTimed her and stuff and I said, I'm okay, I'm just making my way back and it was just yeah, and then I just it was just a slow walk back because I couldn't really run much of it. It was just really yeah. steep all the way back. It was just awful. That's the story. <laughs> I loved the videos because you had no water with you. You didn't have a bag. No. You didn't have any food. You had no. nothing on. It was just you and your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because it was meant to be a six and a half mile run. And I did say to myself, I'll give myself two hours because I bet it's going to be steep. Like, I bet it's going to be like a lot of like walking because it's going to be loads of elevation. But I, you know, I should have known when it took me like an hour and a half to get off that river path and turn, you know. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I've got the um, the picture that I think you were using. You've sent it to me as well. It was actually only five and three quarter miles, the trail. And if anyone's <laughs> interested, it's um, around Snowdonia, around Beth Gellet and Nantmore. Mm-hmm. The path is called the Aberglaslin, Clindinas and Cumbacan Walk. Sorry to the yeah. Welsh people listening. If anyone wants to do that and get back to us, please do. If they want to just like run around it in 45 minutes, just to prove Amy wrong, that'd be terrific. <laughs> You you really hated it. I, mean, I love the towards the end where you were just like you could just kind of feel the way you were just trudging towards the end. Yeah. You were like, I just want to be home now. I don't want to be out anymore. I just want to be home. I don't like it. Don't, and you were just so grumpy. It was amazing. <laughs> it, it, the thing is, though, it was not knowing what was going to come next because yeah. if I'd done that trail before, 
with like with somebody else or whatever and I was going to do it again I'd feel quite confident about it and I'd, yeah. I'd feel comfortable it was like it was the stress after the river because I thought the river was the worst thing and then getting to the top of that mountain and climbing <laughs> that mountain I thought what is going to come next and then walking through a stream I just thought it can't it, it, it can't get any worse but it also can because it has got worse yeah and once I saw there was um I knew where the trail sort of came back in on itself was it like a picnic area and once I got saw those picnic benches I was like thank fuck I've never been so pleased to see a picnic bench in my life and I'm taking this story on my Instagram like I'm so glad to see these picnic benches like totally (laughs) out of it and there's this man walking his dog looking at me like what are you doing are you okay but yeah it was just absolutely horrific but it was nice if um, you're into that sort of thing and you're an experienced trail runner it's an amazing trail but not not an experience that I'd like to repeat again quickly. <laughs> Please tell me this is one of the stories you've saved. Yeah, oh yeah, it's on my um, North Wales. I've got a little Insta highlight called North Wales. And the thing is, a few days before, I'd done another run where I'd just sort of gone along the roads nearby and that was fantastic. I just need to stick to road running because there was no cars on the road. It was like beautiful. There was loads of like nice elevation i should have stuck to that i don't know why i thought trail running was a good idea at this, you know but. because it's always fun <laughs> it wasn't okay. fun it was it was traumatic i have ptsd now <laughs> well that's our interview for this week done done with amy <laughs> about just her run that she did yeah <laughs> well i actually got a run we got loads to get through it's just amy this week pretty much yeah, just complaining yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for sharing <laughs> well, what should it be? Yes, then. <laughs> whatever I say, it's not going to compete with that, is it? You've just complained for fifteen minutes about a single run that you've done. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. Well. <laughs> I've only got. Well, I've just got a little thing that's bugged me, as I kind of often do on these parts, mm-hmm. and it's happened a lot recently because there's just been a lot of big races, and it's people that get PBs but are then annoyed with them, and people that are annoyed that they didn't do even better than the best they've ever done really bugs me. Like people saying, oh, I got this time for the half, but oh, I probably could have done a bit more. It's a bit of a disappointing one. And I'm like, you got a fucking PB. It's the best yeah. you've ever done. A PB is a PB. Like- yeah. I mean, I can understand you wanted to get a PB and you wanted, you know, you wanted to run under two hours for a half, but you didn't get 155 or something. You're like, yeah, but so mm-hmm. what? You got under two hours. That was your aim. If, you're, yeah. if your PB is two hours exactly your target for next time should be 159.59. Anything beyond that yeah. is a bonus. That's a secondary yeah. target. Your primary target is one second under, whatever you're doing. Just don't yeah. get a PB. Don't do the fastest you've ever done and be disappointed with yourself. Come on. That's a great I thing. Like to moan. <laughs> but I just, the thing is that, I don't know if people got expectations because I think there's a bit of a risk people set themselves targets that are just nice round yeah. numbers like they yeah. might not actually be capable of running a 25 minute park run but 25 minutes is a nice round number and it sounds good and it feels like that's mm-hmm. what everyone else is aiming for perhaps what you, is more likely for you is 25 and a half 26 minutes mm-hmm. but you kind of set yourself this unrealistic goal because it's a nice round number and i think that's just yeah. a bit of a mistake people need to judge their performance a bit better and set themselves something a bit more realistic and as i said Aim for one second under. If you get better than that, if you do target faster than that and you get it, great. But if you get under that PB, that's still a PB. It's your personal best. Urgh, annoys me. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I haven't got any PBs for years, so. No. Oh, so you don't get annoyed about that. <laughs> no, I got a trail. I got a PB running around uh, Snowdonia. Definitely yeah, there we go. <laughs> well done. We also had an email from Maria. Ooh who gave a load of stuff about the Great North Run, which is really good. As I said, loads of stuff to get through. Probably have to do it next week. But mm-hmm. she said she missed us talking about what tea we've had. So well, uh, I've made sure you've got some good tea this week. Amy, what tea are you drinking? I have green tea with almond, which is really nice. Oh, fancy. Simple, simple, but nice. That's pretty interesting. I went for some Christmas spice tea, because why the fuck not? Oh, I love Christmas spice tea. Bit early, but... I don't care. Um, it was nice. It was a bit spicy. Not really Christmassy, though. It was kind of a nice oh. spiced tea, but not super Christmassy. So Wittards do a really nice, not that we're sponsored, but if they want to sponsor us, they can. Um, Wittards yeah. do a really nice Christmas tea. Although the blend kind of changes a bit each year, but the last few years yeah. has been very nice. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> take that under consideration. Thank you very much. Top tip. <laughs> Top tip. Well done. Oh, Amy, you know what? Actually, also, this week, 
It's a. Uh, did you? Uh, obviously, you remembered, and you're just obviously trying to play it cool so we see each other probably at the weekend. It's our one year anniversary, Amy. Oh, as of a few really? days ago, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So happy anniversary, Amy. It's happy really anniversary. Been a great. Yeah. Well, I looked it up, and like a traditional one year anniversary gift is paper. So I did. I did okay. get you a present. I, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow, won't I? So I've got. I've got you this. I'll show you. I thought oh. it was perfect. <laughs> It's a podcast, remember, so you need to say what you see. Uh, it's um, a lovely magazine. That, it's Runner's World. Yay! It's, it's an amazing publication. And it has a free 32-page training guide. Oh, so no. Training for what? Just training? <laughs> well, it's the Runner's Guide to Strength Training, so ideal for you, oh. really. And you can do it anywhere. There's no gym required, Amy. So there you go. I'll, I'll give you that tomorrow. That sounds horrific. <laughs> How many days is it? <laughs> Um, well, it's just, I don't know, 32 pages. Oh, oh 32 pages. Oh, I it's, it's got 67 days. essential moves. Oh, 67! Who's got time for that? 67? <laughs> I, I know how, this not... How can they think of 67 different moves? I know this is not the type of thing you're supposed to say about a present that you bought yourself, but this is really yeah. fucking thin for £4.80 yeah. as well, so you better appreciate it. It's got a 5k PB mm. plan as well, so I want a PB out of you. Oh. That's, That's a present, both of those so you have to love it. I don't want. I don't want a 5K PB. I hate 5Ks. I don't want any sort of strength training that just involves doing 67 moves over and over again. But thank you. <laughs> but thank you. Great. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Amy. Amy, did you get in the London Marathon? No. Right. Next. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, did you enter the London Marathon? No. Charlotte? No, uh, I did, but this year I kind of like left it to the last minute because they have several days, don't they, where you can enter it? I can't remember. They do it over a yeah. week or something. I think I did it right at the last minute because um, I was umming and ahhing about it. I thought, but why not? Um, not really bothered about it. I know everyone always mm. says, oh, at least I won't have to do the training, but it's more like at least I won't have to run in London with thousands and thousands of other people and have to pay yeah. too much for a hotel and and all those things and yeah <laughs> that's the other thing that's got on my tits this week the ballots come out and everyone does kind of the same joke of oh phew i didn't get in oh great news i'm like if you don't want to enter it don't enter it i no. mean if you if you're no. genuinely relieved that you didn't that you don't want to do it that means you probably shouldn't have entered if you you know if that's your yeah. initial reaction or if you're just making the joke it's just because t- you're probably going to do a marathon anyway because people are like, oh, yeah. don't have to do London, oh, I don't have to do the training. I'll enter Manchester instead. I'm like, well, you're still doing the training, so fuck off. Yeah. I think like a lot of things with running, I just feel quite indifferent about it. So I got yeah. the email, I was like, okay. And I carried on with my day. It's not a, like, if I wanted to do a marathon, I'd enter another marathon and then not it's train painful. for it and drop down to a half. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I think with London, if you're not fussed about it, you really don't care and you've entered it. If you then get a place and you do it, but kind of half-heartedly, are you then potentially taking a place away from someone who really wanted to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. So, I think if I did get in, I'd be excited about it and I trained for it. But if I don't get in, I'm not like that gutted or that relieved. I'm just like, all right, it doesn't really matter because I don't expect yeah. to get in anyway because it's difficult. But yeah, I'm just really indifferent about it. <laughs> yeah. Though it has been great. There's like, I think five people from our club got in this year, which is the most yeah. I've ever seen, including two like really new runners. So that should yeah. be great fun because they are already, God. they are kind of dreading it, but they are kind of, yeah. yeah, they are dreading it, but they are up for it. They're definitely bang up for it. So it's going to be really, really good. So that's really nice to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, Well, if I was a new runner like that, I'd shit myself. When that magazine dropped yeah. through my door, I'd be like, what the hell have I done? <laughs> I think they are, but they're still up for it, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this weekend, it, there was kind of a lot of races on. Uh, there was a couple mm-hmm. of races, big races on that me and you were very, very close to, but didn't take part in. <laughs> Good <laughs> I, for us. Yeah, I didn't even go and spectate, let alone take, take part. Well, so. as we know, watching running is bullshit. Um, I was up yeah. in Inverness uh, to support some people in the Loch Ness Marathon. And oh, a shout out to Jay, who said hi before the park run. They came up to me, said hello. That was always great. Uh, So well done to you on your first marathon. It looks like a really, really nice one, actually. Um, A lot of people really, really enjoyed it. So it's always nice to see someone um, who listens in person. Actually, real people listen. Who would have thought? Um, And you know what? After the last episode about supporting and watching people as bullshit, it was actually really, really lovely. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I only saw, I think there were seven people running in the marathon, the 10K that I knew. I only actually saw two of them finish because I'm not a very good friend and I was doing other things. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? 
I was really unprepared for how emotional it was. I think it's different oh. to the end of a 10K or a half. Yeah, or yeah. even perhaps an ultra, because an ultra is pretty low key. You finish and there's a couple of guys and a clipboard and a table full of yeah. cake. But yeah. a marathon, it seems, I don't know, this is obviously only this one, but it's the, what I, the impression that I get. It is really emotional. I was not ready mm. for it because I was cheering people on from about four hours 20 till about 4.45 when a friend came in. And then from about six hours to about 6.15. And it's kind of a very different thing for each of those things as well. So cheering on, there's quite a good stream of people coming in. There's people sprinting and there's people kind of just staying the same pace. Mm. Oh, there's one guy doing a proper cowboy walk the whole way. And he was like, you know, legs spread, kind of almost crouched over and just grinding his way to the end oh i thought my oh god. my god but the thing that bugged me there's the first aid crew at the end they were just watching him sitting down i'm like this guy is gonna <laughs> hit the deck hard and he's yeah. not gonna stand for two days he is in a yeah. bad way and i really want to go and help him um but there oh, there's the other guys they finished and that well they got near to the finish line and they got some t-shirts off someone in the crowd and they started putting them on and the guy's just face just went and he was desperately trying not to cry and I saw him at the end and I actually caught what the t-shirt was and it was a picture of a child and in memory of Max and I was just like oh, oh fucking hell oh yeah, it really got yeah. to me because just like how raw it was for them and to yeah, watch someone that yeah. close and there's just a woman another one just ran past in about four and a half hours but she just kind of got towards the end was just staring at the end and her bottom lip just started going and it does that to yeah. you as well you're just like oh god yeah. Oh, it's really actually, it was really tough watching, but it was lovely. I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> and for, as much as I say, I don't really want to run a marathon. I still like ultras, but I'd like to do an ultra with a marathon finish. So if anyone yeah. can recommend something <laughs> that's kind of a lovely trail ultra, but has got that big emotional finish to it as well i would love to hear about it because i'm kind of you planning know, for next year you anyway. have a cry at the end of an ultra yeah i know but it's, cry at the end say, of because it's very different it's generally like you yeah. know a couple of flags uh, maybe a little gazebo and a guy with a clipboard it's not yeah. a big and the deal tears it's, it's, are like tears it's of different pain rather than tears of yeah like yeah it's a very different happiness. thing <laughs> from seeing this it was really nice and actually why i liked supporting people that are finishing over six hours because they were fairly few and far between and coming in ones and twos because you're standing so close to them and cheering so loud for them with not many other people cheering they kind of have to acknowledge you and i'm like yes give me give me the the validation (laughs) thank me for cheering you that's what i like that i so i got a lot back from that it wasn't purely altruistic (laughs) obviously i wanted people to acknowledge my uh support so that was really great Uh, a friend of mine katie she came in in six hours 15 she had walked the whole thing which is her plan all along because she's been injured yeah, for so that's long. Good, yeah. But she walked in in six hours 15, which was amazing. Yeah. There's just a video of her just walking to the end. Even to the end, she wasn't like, yeah, I'll just, I'll do a little run at the end. I'll just, nope. She just like calmly, very, and just kind of quickly <laughs> just walked in. I was really impressed with her restraints. Oh. It was fantastic. Yeah, six hours is, is really good for walking. She yeah, yeah, kept I know. up like a decent pace the whole way around. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she didn't have any headphones in for the first three hours, which is madness. Whoa, no. <laughs> but it was a really nice course, apparently. So that seems like a good one if people want to do the Loch Ness Marathon. It's an early start. Uh, and Inverness is fine for a couple of days, but it kind of gets a bit dull. Um, but the marathon <laughs> itself looks fantastic. And at the end, you get soup. So, you know, uh, what better? What time did it start then? Uh, it started at 10. It's a point to point. So you have to kind of oh. go way down the lock to start right. but you get picked up okay. at like half past seven or something so oh, right okay apparently very very well organized as well even getting all those people down to the start line mm-hmm. uh, and you get a shitload of soup so that's terrific hey. so that's the recommendation for a race i haven't done <laughs> amy you didn't do the cardiff half even though you entered no no i know and i'm sorry to everyone that turned up at cardiff half you know expecting expecting to see me run or like hoping you've let down literally me. hundreds of people i know you know like how they have those pacer sort of flags there was one yeah. that said amy run with amy from running his bs yeah. and no yeah. you know I'm i was sorry, watching I on tv there. there were signs up with our logo yeah. there was like pictures of you people had held up <laughs> Oh. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I just couldn't be asked. I, I hadn't done the training <laughs> and I couldn't be asked to like be in pain and run really slowly the whole way around, if I'm totally honest. I want, if I'm doing a half marathon, I want to be done before, you know, they're closing the roads and stuff. I don't want to be like, you know, I can't be asked with it. So I hadn't done enough training. <laughs> oh, you know who you really let down? You let down Brian O'Donoghue. I know, I know. Super fan I saw, Brian. I saw he tweeted us. 
Um, he ran to raise money for the Big Cat Sanctuary and he customised his vest with a Running Is BS logo. I know. Which is lovely, but he will yeah, be hearing from our lawyers. Yeah, copyright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you will be getting a letter very soon, Brian, and we'll be taking all of that from you. Cease and desist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we had a good question, actually. Leona Batten ran and she asked, how acceptable is it to wear an event t-shirt to work the next day? Um, mm. I think that makes you a running wanker, but in a good way. I think that's fine because if you go to like an international mm. race, and as a lot of people did at Inverness as well, a lot of people wear the t-shirt and the medal on the plane home. Which I've wore, I wore the t-shirt from Reykjavik um, half on the plane home yeah. from from Iceland but in my defence I hadn't packed enough t-shirts to last me the entire trip <laughs> it was my only clean one so and, and I had lots of the airport staff saying oh did you run and all this and they were all really friendly see that's why you do it attention seeking exactly yeah, yeah. I think that's fine to be honest it, yeah it felt awkward I didn't want to answer their questions so I wish I hadn't worn it oh, okay. but it was the only thing I had clean but to work the next day I don't know man. Like, yeah I think if you want the attention I, I think it does make you a running wanker, but it's fine. What about wearing the I medal? I wear the medal, though. Yeah, the medal's too much. Too I wouldn't, much. like, wear the medal to an airport or <laughs> or to work. It's just like, I'd maybe... I, no, I don't know. Maybe I'd, if it was my first one, I'd maybe take it in my bag in case anyone wanted to see it. But even then, I think, why would people want to see a medal? I don't know. No, I, I, it's not something I've ever done before or considered. Okay. I even feel awkward. Like, I wear it home from the race after I've had yeah. it on, then I take it straight off. I don't, like... I have a shower. I put the race t-shirt on because I'm like, yeah, I did it. Like, I want to wear the race t-shirt. Even if, even if I'm most of the time, I'm sat around the house after a race and I wear the race t-shirt because like, yeah. But I take the medal off straight away. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to put this out to social media whether wearing a t-shirt and, and especially the medal in the days after a run when you're not running, does that make you a running wanker and is that okay? Because obviously you have to wear the t-shirt at your next run. That's the rule. Yeah. But not... Yeah running maybe so we've had some tweets uh chatting about the last episode sam at blessed with pace says can confirm following my second successive year that the first one was not a blip and the great north run couldn't be further from great yeah kind of uh confirming our suspicions there (laughs) slightly ominous as well (laughs) (laughs) couldn't be further from great Uh, Nick at Nikki72 said the Great East Run was actually okay and not so expensive, but it reminded me that mass participation races are BS and I prefer smaller, low-key events. I agree completely. Emma H at Emma H. I'm not reading out all those numbers, Emma, sorry. Says, whoop, mentioned on the podcast, my number isn't Parkrun or a parole number. It's just that I don't understand Twitter names very well and ended up with this stupid number. Random, meaningless numbers are bullshit. Did Twitter assign you that number, Emma, or did you just thought, ah, oh, sod it, and just typed loads of numbers I, into your keyboard? I think it's one of those things that when you like put in your name, it then suggests potential uh, handles <laughs> for you, and she's just gone, yeah, fuck it, whatever, that'll do. <laughs> That's the suggestion. Yeah. Emma H eight six six four one one six seven. Well, I guess Emma H eight six six four one one six six had already gone, so that was the next best thing. Yeah, that, that's the next one. Oh, Emma, sort that out. You can you can change your Twitter handle quite easily unless you've already built some sort of um, brand around that name. It's not very snappy though, so I've never doubt it. Uh, we've had an email from Ivor Hewitt about the various injuries we mentioned last time. Um, now he says the bleeding knees that he sent us before, that was just a simple trip and he took the photo, which kind of made it look worse and a bit more dramatic, which we respect. That's a good thing. Yeah. You get Yeah, I always do that. If I fall over and it makes me get feel a photo like, look what happened. Yeah. And then just like quickly yeah. wipe it and it's fine. Um Yeah, yeah. And he also because he said about breaking his ribs and he did his ribs in twice, mm-hmm. once when he hit a tree with his mountain bike, which is very careless. And the mm-hmm. second time he tripped during a trail run and he had a big GPS device and a chest pocket and just What? Oh, yeah, he says <laughs> Anyway, simply trotting along, I, seriously, honestly, had just mentally high-fived myself after vaulting a couple of downed trees. We all do that. This was autumn with downed branches and lots of leaves. I was skimming the dried leaves with my toes as I ran along. Happy days. And thunk. Caught my toe against a rock under the leaves, flying forwards, arms up Superman style, slam my body into the ground, and the Garmin punches me in the chest. There was a crack. Oh! 
Is oh. is that a watch? Is, does he mean his No, watch no, a GPS or? thing, like a, a proper handheld, oh. fell running GPS oh. thing in a chest pocket. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. There was a crack. Oh, no. That's no, unpleasant. No, no, no. Uh, however, he did then forward on a blog post about a freak bike accident last year that actually nearly finished him off completely and how he's been writing and adapting his running since to continue his recovery. So uh, I think that put it into a little bit of perspective for him. It could be a lot worse, these little bits of trips. But we will um, tweet that blog post as well because it's very interesting. There's some, a little bit of graphic stuff in there and it's a little bit unpleasant if you know anyone that's gone through it. But we will post that if anyone is interested. So... Hopefully, either you keep on running and uh, you get better soon or you continue yeah. your recovery. Just pick your feet up, man. You can't be like skimming <laughs> your toes along um, uh, leaves and stuff. That's a rookie hour. Yes. you got to pick them up. That's why I'm always falling over because I don't pick my feet up. Enough. Stop enjoying yourself in the beautiful autumn. Yeah. Pick, get those pick knees up. Feet up man. Uh, as, <laughs> do you know, it's like if you get a heckle from an old man, it will inevitably yeah. be, pick your knees up. <laughs> I don't know why. It's very specifically yeah. old men give you that heckle. Yeah. I suppose yeah. it could be worse. <laughs> Amy, I'm going to assume you haven't been watching the World Athletics Championships. No, but the um, the lady I saw on my run said I should be watching it. That retired teacher, we had a whole conversation yeah. about athletics as well. This is one of the many things we talked about. So I, I've been filled in on some of that. I had the report from her. Okay, well... It's another thing I wanted to complain about. Um, so I tweeted a couple of things on the first few days of the competition in response to the empty seats, the ridiculous weather and the stupid time of year, which just all makes it really clear what a terrible decision it was to hold it in Qatar. Mm. Athletes had to extend their season by up to two months, which for you know, us normal people doesn't sound like a big deal. But for them to peak yeah. at the end of the year, usually they're used to peaking in like July, August, and they've had to yeah, extend yeah. their season right out to the beginning of October to be their best in October. is really hard. And, you know, there were some world records, uh, but there wasn't as many good times as expected, especially in the men's sprints and like the 100 and 200. Mm-hmm. People were expecting them to be spectacular. I think um, Noah Lyles was actually generally aiming for world record in the 200, mm-hmm. which may be a little beyond him, but still he only ran 19.84 or something, which is good, but mm-hmm. not what they're expecting. <clears throat> so I can kind of see why the IAAF wanted this to be in the Middle East and they want to spread it, the championships around the world, introduce new markets, you know, as other sports have done. But if, is that why they've made it later? Because it would have been just too hot in the Yeah, I mean, summer, it was or, yeah. really fucking hot there anyway, but it would have been yeah, even yeah. worse. It's why the Football World Cup is in December, which is fucking stupid. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, so I can kind of see they want to spread it around a bit, but the way Qatar has just been hoovering up competitions in recent years, mm-hmm. they've got no sporting history. They've got no pedigree. They've got no real interest in a lot of sport. And, you know, we've seen no, from no, no. a lot of the other ones, they've had big events there, but um, just no one goes. And it's been a similar thing yeah. in Azerbaijan. They've been doing a similar thing as well recently because their royal money goes a long way. Mm-hmm. It just proves that money is the most important thing. And it's just oh, they it's don't been give really a shit sad. about who's there. It's no. about who they're selling the rights to yeah. to broadcast it. They don't yeah. give. They don't care who's sat in the seats. They do well, not. No care. one they was. Don't care like who's watching the athletes. Exactly. There's not going to be anyone there. It was a forty thousand seat stadium. They for most of the competition they closed off the top tier, so it was only twenty four thousand seats, and even then it was at best half full for the first four or five yeah. days like there's a great photo at the end of the women's 100 meters which was an incredible race it was like the best race you can imagine in like in women's sprinting and there's a kind of a, a front-on shot and behind them as they go over the line there's just no there's no one in the seats there's no one there mm. watching the greatest 100 meter race in history it's just yeah. insane uh, there's also the marathon the marathon of the world championships it was over 32 degrees and 73 percent humidity and that was held at midnight the women's race because that's as cool as it would get 28 of the 68 runners withdrew i know someone did say on twitter that you know people often withdraw from marathons and world championships for various reasons and i had a quick look 28 though <laughs> 14 or 15 did at the last two yeah and but yeah thing is if they drop out they don't drop out the way they did here because i just saw some of the photos mm. and it looked like a battleground because there was just women being carried on stretches there were just hospital tents everywhere and they were in mm. such a bad way it really looked awful and it was midnight it's fucking midnight there's no one supporting them yeah. they're running laps up and down the street because there's nowhere else to go because mm. it's a desert um 
Yeah, there's no support in the stadium apart from when they bust in basically the slave labour from Kenya and Ethiopia. Those guys were pretty crazy, to be fair. That was quite nice to watch. Like for the 5,000 metres, there was so much support for that because they love that because they're going to win it. But annoyingly, they were kind of still singing and chanting during like the starts of some of the sprints. And I was like, come on, have a bit of respect, enjoy yourself, but just be quiet for like 10 seconds. But if you don't have that sporting history, then you're not going to know how to behave at certain points, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, that whole thing just really pissed me off. I mean, some of the performances at the championships were absolutely incredible um, considering Mm. the conditions, but it's just such a shame what they did with it. And hasn't there been um, like issues around the World Cup and stuff as well, around things like how these stadiums are made and who's making them and yeah yeah and sort of human rights violations around yeah that. there's people you know allegedly having their passports taken off them so they're effectively mm. stuck there they can't go anywhere they can't do anything there's also especially in qatar there's a whole issue at the moment of there's the four neighboring countries uh, have blockaded them effectively so you can't get to them right. from any of those countries you have to fly from somewhere else you can't get to it by land via saudi arabia because they've shut it off And so there's just, Mm. you know, as a place to put it in the Middle East, it's probably not the best place at the moment. Before we move on, we're going to have a little word from our sponsors. This episode of Running is Bullshit is brought to you by T-shirts. T-shirts are an easy and fun way to cover your skin while you run. I'd been running for years, and after losing count of the amount of times I got sunburnt and tetanus from safety pins, I thought, there has to be a better way. Well, don't worry, there is, with T-shirts. No more pinning your race number to your bare chest, or letting your backpack rub your skin raw. A T-shirt is a cheap and effective way to not look like a twat. Thank you, T-shirts, for changing my life. Though my nipples are a bit sore. So the next time you go for a run, why not try a t-shirt? There we go, just uh, something to consider for all the bullshitters out there. That was a lovely public service announcement there. Fantastic. Yeah, there we go. Just on a completely unrelated note, Mm -hmm. have we heard anything about Pinskinman? Has he surfaced anywhere? Any reports on the ground? I've not had anything about Pinskinman recently. If anyone has heard anything or seen anything, we still want to know. We still want to know. Has anyone, like... I want to know, and don't, please don't try, I've been very careful how I word this, when he's doing his training runs, is he just running out there with no, is he just in races, he doesn't wear a t-shirt, you know, or is he out there in training runs when it's minus five degrees oh. out there just in his shorts, but please don't track him down and stalk him, I don't, that's not what I'm asking Even worse, is he in the gym on a treadmill with no t-shirt? With oh. just his like membership card staple to his <laughs> chest so he can like beep through the <laughs> so he's got his park run barcode attached to his nipple or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, god oh right we've got some tweets here as well even more stuff from the bullshitters now top bullshit spotter mark atkinson sent us a screenshot from tough mudder who are saying genuinely if you get a tattoo of their logo you'll get free entry to one of their events just one, just one. It's like branding your skin for life. You can go to one event. Yeah. I mean, this was, and they're like, this is on their website. They had guidelines around this. They had like, oh, here's how big it needs to be. And here's the, like the logo that you'll need. And fucking oh hell. God. Who, who's, people are going to do that, aren't they? That's the worst thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people that run Tough Mudder are going to love that. They'll all be getting oh, free the fucking, events. The so. macho bullshit. There'll be all the lads going down to the tattoo parlour together. Yeah, it's like, oh, how can I wear that little headband permanently? I know, I've tattooed the logo onto my fucking oh, forehead or something. Like. Um, a few reactions. Uh, at PB Hibbert pointed out the tattoo would be cheaper than the entry fee, which is fair enough. So, yeah, 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 probably so much. Actually, legitimately, you're probably looking, I don't know what size they're asking for, but let's say 70 quid, 80 quid, tops 100. It's more than that to enter. How much is a tough mudder? We discussed it 120, a while 140 ago. quid or something. Yeah, you could probably save a bit of money by having it tattooed somewhere. Definitely. But at what cost? AJV Griff said that gimmick runs are bullshit, which that is what Tough Mudder is. It is a gimmick run, isn't it? It is. That's the thing, because I we've mentioned this before, There, but there are some really good obstacle races that involve mud that aren't Tough Mudder, that are a fraction of the price and are just as fun. Maybe even more so. Yeah. At Royal Blue Stewie said, don't knock it, mate. I got a big tattoo of Paul Simpson Hewitt and no one at Parkrun has charged me a penny since. 
<laughs> Very good. Well done, Stu. Uh, by the way, Amy Paulson Hewitt is the man who invented Parkrun. Just so you. I know. All right, I'm just, I know. I'm just I've listened to I've listened to that Parkrun podcast once. I know. <laughs> Danny's going to be distraught to hear that. And <laughs> Nefrogi Nick, we still don't know how to say his name. He keeps tweeting us. We probably should ask at some point. Um, he asked, Nefrogi. if you get a Donald Duck tattoo, do you get free entry at the ten thousand dollar three a.m. Disneyland Marathon? I'm going to guess as it's Disney, probably not. No, just a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a lot more likely. Yeah. <laughs> we also had a tweet from Kate N at Mama Needs a Min. She says, turns out running 20 miles less than 24 hours after getting off a five-day, five-night cruise is not a good idea. Almost collided with a cyclist, but didn't. Tripped many times, but didn't fall. So I guess it's not that bullshit. Still pretty bullshit, though. Hashtag sea legs ain't for running. No, is that I, a thing? I've, ne- I've never been on a cruise. Is that like a thing? Uh, I'm not saying that sea legs. I'm saying that's a five night cruise. I'm saying she was pissed the whole time. Or got food poisoning. Yeah, probably Which that. I hear is a thing as well. Just it's a big thing on cruises. I love that on cruises. But I think she was probably just really hungover getting off that. Yeah. Do, do you hear about those people that go on cruises and then they just run laps of the boat because they want to they, they keep well, yeah, what they're running? A lot, they lot of time they have, they have like tracks on the top, the yeah, really big ones. Yeah, yeah, but the best yeah. thing about those, have you seen the Strava traces you get from them? Yeah, yeah, that is amazing because you just kind of get this long loop through the sea, and that's yeah. brilliant. That's worth <laughs> almost worth going on a cruise for that alone. Probably not. Exactly. Yeah. Mark Atkinson is back at Monty the Mole. He says most ominous encouragement from a marshal today at the Run Bournemouth. They said you're doing really well so far. Couldn't help <laughs> expecting some eerie music to follow. That is a weird <laughs> thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it's being honest. You're doing really well, but who yeah. knows what could happen? To be fair, yeah. You know? yeah. Who knows what's really well So far, you could do really badly after this. I don't know. Either that or the marshal knows what's coming. Like, they know that there's this massive speed bumping yeah. and you're probably going to trip up because yeah. you're skimming your toes along the floor in the, in the leaves. <laughs> you're doing really well, but you look like you're going to fuck it up soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had a message from uh, Dave who told us about... Um, a recent event in the Cotswolds. Uh, I think it was a, a 10K. Uh, he said at half a kilometre in, there was a stile and people were waiting at it for 25 minutes. Oh God, <laughs> that is like a tough mudder, like a tough mudder obstacle. <laughs> um, but okay, I love a style in a race. Actually, this was the half yeah. and the 10K. And so they were waiting for 25 minutes and then the 10K runners arrived as well. Oh no. You don't put a style half a kilometre in because they take a lot longer to get over than you think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he said they literally had five hundred people waiting. Couldn't they do the the loop like the route the other way you'd, and have it coming back think over so. the style? Yeah, I mean, I know that's horrible to put like it's a very style at the end well. of a ten k, but Jesus, like you can't. Yeah, no. Did you hear about some people as well in a local one, Carrowbridge ten k? Um, they had <laughs> a marshal pointing them the wrong way, and so they got. I just saw this photo of all these people just in a narrow lane, just people all the way down the lane. And I just replied, like, was this from the race? And she's like, yep, this was from the race. People got stuck in a lane. And then they got directed into a field which had bulls in it. Not just a bull, apparently multiple bulls, which is so dangerous. And they had to, they, yeah, they I did saw like, the pictures. They, they were, were running around this field just looking for a way out and had to come out the same way. And then they all got back to the start line. And so I think someone I know finished second in that 10K in a time of 14 minutes. Did they have to? I heard they had to restart the race, or was that did they not restart? Think, the race? Well, I'm, I don't think so. I'm not really sure in the end. But I think they all got back to the start line because that's just where they kind of got back yeah. to after they recovered. Yeah. And then they went off again, but not like an official restart. And then they were pointed in the right direction. Is this the first year of this race? Like... I think it's happened before. I think it was just unlucky yeah. that I think a marshal maybe got it wrong. There was perhaps some signage wrong. I think they're also blaming an angry farmer for some reason. So. <laughs> Staying with shock and like, oh, get uh, out of my field, my balls. <laughs> races are hard work, especially when you, know, you have to rely on so many people. I do, I do feel yeah. for like race organisers sometimes that for these things that pop up that they don't expect. But fucking yeah, hell, they yeah. are funny as well. To be fair, we have also had an email from Colin Hill, and this is actually really good. There's a very interesting question here. Uh, hopefully, this will generate a bit of discussion. He says, mm-hmm. "Just got up with the latest pod and the harrowing story of Joseph Urban's exhibitionist finish." Reminded me of an excellent conversation I had with some members of my running club. Picture the scene. You are one kilometre from the end of a race. 
you can feel your stomach churning. If you keep running at the same pace, you'll 100% shit yourself. There is a decision to be made. Amy, what would need to be on the line for you to deposit the goods right there and then in public? And he lists a few things like a PB, cash prize, Olympic medal, world record. Um, Colin says he would shamelessly surrender his dignity for any cash prize. Amy, how about you? Uh, just for the finishers medal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're gonna shoot yourself anyway. You're gonna do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only reason why I run races. The chance that might happen. I get to defecate in the street and have a reason. <laughs> what reward would you want to shit yourself at the end of a race with thousands of people watching? Not a new PB. Let's take that. Off Not worth it. Not, no. You know. Cash prize. Not worth it. No. Uh, yes. If it was the top prize, if I was in first place. You're about to win a race and you're going to get 200 quid. You're going to shit yourself. No, no, no. no, no, 500 quid. What's your prize? No. I want like the top prize. So like between a grand and two grand, I want the top, the the winning prize. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Between one and two grand. Over two grand, you wouldn't. (laughs) No, no. uh, Yeah. Anything above that, I'd okay. also take, you know? So, you know how they have, like, special prizes for, like, if yeah. you get below two hours in a half marathon? I'd want a special prize for shaking myself publicly. So, to go through that you're saying £1,000 is your price for shaking £1,000 and a bonus, a bonus payment for shitting myself. I don't think you want to no. offer an advance. If you <laughs> shit yourself, we'll pay you. <laughs> I don't think that's not a pleasant scene. Because there are strange people out there. It's good publicity. It's good publicity, though, because then it gets all over, like, runner's world. But you would be the woman who shit herself forever. It would be on the internet forever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it didn't do Paula Radcliffe any harm when she had that little weed in it, although it did. Well, it does. That's the thing. Because she ran an incredible world record that no one has touched Mm. for, like, 15 years. And people Mm. that don't know running, all they know is, ha, 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 pooey Paula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, an Olympic medal, the thing is, like, Olympic medal, if it was gold, that would translate into money, sponsorship, and so yeah. on. So in the long haul, Olympic medal would probably be better than the cash prize, because I could probably milk it a bit more. Yeah. And then a world record, again, Absolutely. yeah, if it was, like, went with the Olympic medal, I could milk it for a bit. So, yeah. Although, I'm just thinking, any if they, if I shit myself, no one's going to touch me for a sponsorship, are they? Unless it's, like... I mean, literally, sort of no one's going to touch you, no. Yeah. No, unless it's like a podium or something yeah. sponsoring me. <laughs> so I think so, anything yeah. on a kind of a, a national level, if I was going to win like the British Championships or above that, I think below that, I'm not sure I'd really want to poo myself in public because I've seen those photos no. and they, they come back around quite often. Oh, I can picture in my head that I'm sure a lot of people who have been on the internet can see that image of that guy who's just got shit all over his yeah. legs. He's wearing like very short shorts. He's coming to the end of a race and he's just got shit all over his legs. Like everyone's seen that image. Yeah, we're going to have to put this on Facebook, I think, for a discussion. Uh, what would need to be on the line for you to shit yourself in public? It's a very, it's a good one. Thank you, Colin. Bullshit. Running. News. Okay. Terrific. I imagine a bit of like a bit of sort of scab there, you know. What was it called? Okay. What's it called? <laughs> Freestyling, you know. Yeah. Just, I'm just changing it up a bit because I need to. I know that if we're in this for the long haul, it's been a year now. That's I need funny. to diversify my musical talents, basically. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So 74-year-old Bob Becker stood on the podium for the first time after an epic 230 miles over three days at the Race for the Ages. So this race is a bit of a genius idea. It's a one-mile loop and runners have a set time in which they can run depending on their age. Bob was 74, so he got 74 hours to complete. And this is the same all the way down to the under-40s who get 40 hours. And Bob wasn't even the oldest there. There were 25 runners who set off before him and therefore had more time and who were older than him. And he actually broke the record for that race with 230 laps. No one's ever done that many. And this guy's been running ultras for a while now, but, you know, he's not been doing it his whole life. I think he did it fairly late on in life. He's won his first race running 230 miles. Yeah, 230 miles in 74 hours. On a one-mile loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentally, that's... 
Yeah. That's hardcore. It's a great idea for the race, though. I think it's the same guy who does the Barkley Marathons and a few others. So he's kind of got weird oh. ideas on how to run races, which yeah. I, I just love. I kind of love different ideas for races and just keeping it fresh and interesting, even if it is one mile loop. Yeah. And now at the opposite end, a story we were sent by a few bitter, jealous people. <laughs> Cade Lovell, a nine-year-old running a 5K in Minnesota, took longer than expected as he accidentally won the 10K instead. So he was sent on the 10K route by a marshal and finished in 48 minutes, a minute ahead of the 40-year-old second-place runner. And he has been running cross-country since he was six. Yeah, because I think a lot of people saw this story and like, oh my God, this kid's just turned up for the first time and run a race. But he has, yeah, like, yeah. he's been running for a few years. And 48 minutes mm. for nine years old is not bad. It's all right. <laughs> all right. What's, what's the 10K BB, Amy? Uh, it's all right. <laughs> It's okay, yeah, it's okay. Nine years old, it's all right. He can, he can improve. Apparently, his mum was having like a real panic because she couldn't find him. You know, she expected <laughs> him to be back in like you know twenty five minutes or whatever, and then eventually got word that oh, there's some little kid who's just like smashing it out at the front of the ten k. So she waited. Oh, Turns God. out he won. So good for him. The thing is, though, the kids kids have energy. You know what I mean? Like when you see kids running along oh, and they're just running everywhere, you know, and they haven't got the crippling depression of modern life. And you know, and, you know, around them yet. So. And you know, the next day, I bet he didn't ache at all. No, he no, because he'd be up and he'd be running in the playground and Ugh. stuff. They'd probably run ten k a day in the playground. I don't know why it's a big deal. It's, it's crap. Kids are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is one of those complicated uh, bullshit kind of stories. Right. A blind Irish athlete says she's being discriminated against because of her disability after being told she cannot fully represent the Ireland team at the World's 24-Hour Championships in France later this month. Sinead Kane has less than 5% vision and runs with a guide, but has established herself as one of Ireland's best ultra-runners. She recently ran 127 miles in 24 hours, and this qualified her for the World Championships. The International Association of Ultra-Runners rules say that anyone who needs a guide cannot compete for their nation. She could be selected and run, but she won't score points for the team. Now, she's pointed out that the IAU have waived rules before on things like music devices. Their rules say they can't use music devices, but the IAU have said, yeah, okay, you can over 24 hours. So they could allow her to compete because they could just waive this rule. Um, as she isn't actually gaining any advantage from this, and she actually has to work a lot harder than a sighted athlete because her guide acts like a verbal white line on the ground. That's how they've compared it. It's someone telling her where to go and what to do. And I guess if this is on a track, what he's saying is run in a straight line, turn left, run in a straight line, turn left. So he's not pacing her. He's not pulling her along. And she's working a lot harder because she can't bloody see. So Yeah, and as well, like in other races, like marathons, half marathons, road races, people have paces with them. Yeah. You know, like that's, I know it's different. It's a, you know, 24 hours. So it's 24 hours on a track. I Well, I guess that, so. I think that's what the last yeah. one was, but... I don't get what the big deal is then. Just let yeah, her do it. Like... I can kind of see what they're saying is like they want to split the non-disabled athletes out from the disabled athletes and put them into categories. But in this case, does it really make any sense? If she wa- yeah, exactly. And if she can, if she's shown that she can compete at that level, then what's the issue? You know, yeah. if she had, if she had a disability that was really um, stopping her from competing at that level. level then yeah, then she should be in a different category because or else what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be alongside um, people sort of at the same physical level of, as you, I guess. Yeah. That's the whole the point, isn't it? You're competing against other people that are physically sort of similar. Yeah. If she's proven that she can compete at this level, then I don't just let her compete then. What's the issue? Yeah, you would think so. I'm not sure what quite what that is. I mean, it's very different to the kind of people that run and jump with blades because they may yeah. or may not give an advantage and that's a bit more complex exactly so but this is like she can't see how many of the other runners would run that far with a blindfold yeah. on they probably couldn't do it yeah she's working so hard Ugh. i know yeah and she if she's not significantly disadvantaged or advantaged in a way that's going to be ridiculous to let her compete then just let her do it and finally, we must mention Nicholas Beckley, who died at last weekend's Cardiff Half. So we've since learnt that he was considered to be super fit and has played football and run for years, but suffered a cardiac arrest at just 35 years. Cardiff Half have been horribly unlucky recently after having 16 years without major incidents and three last year and one this year. So it reiterates how important it is to get a heart screening no matter what level you are. You know, you might think you're really fit and healthy and doing fine, but this just shows it 
can happen to the people you least expect it to happen mm. to. So if you're able to afford it or can get it on your health insurance, you should absolutely book yourself in to get a heart screening. Otherwise, uh, keep an eye out for free heart screenings in your area or ask your GP for a referral. It may take a while to come through, but it's important to know. Yeah, I actually wrote this a few days ago and I got an email this mm. morning from Cardiac Risk in the Young saying they have heart screenings in Cardiff at the end of the month. So I got straight on it. I've booked myself in for the 1st of December. I posted that then on my running club's Facebook page. And like a few minutes later, someone said it's booked up already. It, like within yeah, minutes, yeah. this thing went out. So it's crazy. So yeah, Cardiac Risk in the Young is the one. They, they seem to tour around the country a lot. They do them free, but you should sign up for their uh, updates and book yourself in as soon as you possibly can. I've done it now, um, which I think is going to be really important to do. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. I, I missed out on the one in Cardiff, but yeah. I do need... I'm on the mailing list, so I do get the yeah. emails through about them. And Cardiff Half has had really bad luck yeah. recently. I don't know whether it's because they're having more runners run, so the chances of it happening mm. are, are higher just because there's more people. But yeah, three last year was terrible. But, yeah. You know, and, and two were really close together as well, the finishing line. Yeah, two they? were actually... Really... Yeah, two were cardiac yeah. arrests and one was kind of a later complication. And then uh, Nicholas yeah. this year as well was also cardiac yeah. arrest. And it's just, yeah, it's been it's been a bad year for them, as well, unfortunately, again. But, you know, with these big numbers and more people running, unfortunately, it's going to happen a bit more. So just do what you can yeah. to protect yourself. <sighs> uh, on that pleasant note, Amy, what have you got coming up <laughs> before the next episode? Maybe before the next episode, maybe not, because I haven't got my diary open. Uh, Warmly Forest 10K. Okay. That's a, that's a trail run. Oh, no. But it's not, yeah, it's not up the mountain. It's in a lovely trail in Bristol, um, in a little forest, as the name suggests. But I did a Warmly Forest 5K um, last year, I think, and that was lovely. So I'm hoping the 10K is a larger route rather than just the 5k twice mm, yeah but yeah looking forward to that and 10k i will actually do this race because 10k is within my reach at the moment um so i will actually turn up and do this one <laughs> okay there's no rivers there's no mountains no no it's bristol it's nice it's it's gonna be chill. you're not gonna have a gps device in your chest pocket no, I'm not going to be scraping the floor with my toes as I run and tripping over <laughs> roots and things like that. No, it'll be perfectly safe. Everything's going to be fine. No broken ribs. We're all right. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe. If not, it's good content. Absolutely. That's the main thing. Get someone to interview you straight away. Definitely. Like, get get my phone out. Press, press record. <laughs> <laughs> And I can't, I'm looking at the show notes, Stuart, and there's nothing for you coming up. Um, well, actually, by the time people hear this, I'll have done cross country two days ago. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that, even though it's still got the bullshit thing of the women do two laps, the men do three laps. Who the fuck knows why? Why is it, is, is there not going to be an uprising? What is happening? Are they just going to accept that? Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, get it together. Get it together. I wasn't inciting an uprise before, but now I am inciting You literally are doing that. Um, I I actually just went and bought myself new shoes. Do you want to to see them? I'm wearing my new shoes. Look, there you go, look. They're quite chunky, aren't they? Yeah, are they they Saucony? And do you pronounce it Saucony or Saucony? Um, Saucony, which is kind of in between. No, you don't. That's ridiculous. I have no idea. I don't need to say the name of (laughs) But I'm wearing them now because I thought, well, I need to wear them tomorrow for a race. So I probably should wear them in a little bit. But Oh, you so you're wearing them in by walking around the house? No, I'm just sitting on a chair. So <laughs> And then you're going to run in them for a race? Yes. Yeah. That's my plan. Other than that, yeah, not too much coming up. So we want to hear plenty of contact from our listeners. And do you know what? We've forgotten. We'll have to put this in right at the end because, again, this will have happened or not, by the time this podcast goes out, the Ineos 159 Challenge. Are you going to be watching it, Amy? Oh, you know what? For a minute then, I was like, what is that? And then, yeah, now it's all coming flooding back. No, I'm not. I'm going to look on Runner's World after it's happened and see if it works. And if not, I'm like, oh. And if it did, I was like, ah. Like, who cares? Oh, I know. It kind of doesn't matter, does it? Because either way, it's going to be a massive news story, if he did it or if he didn't. And to me, I'm just like... I. It's he's basically running on a treadmill. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, to all intents and purposes, this is just a proof of concept. This is basically lab conditions. There's fucking twenty five paces. He's going to be drafting. He's got mega bouncy shoes, which would be illegal to wear in a race. I just mm. so what? 
And they're com- yeah. that's the thing, Ineos as well, the whole marketing thing, they're comparing it to the moon landing. Fuck the fuck off. <laughs> it's nothing like the moon landing. It's a man running on a treadmill, effectively. And it's yeah, Ineos. Basically. That's the thing about it as well. They've just bought Team Sky, the cycling team. They also do, like, sailing team. So it's a petrochemical company who are making you think... Oh, they must be a nice company because they do all these sport things. Now, I know people aren't going to read the word Ineos and think, oh, I'm going to go and buy some oil. That's not how advertising works. What they're doing, they want to make you think they're a lovely, friendly company. Oh, they do all those lovely sport things. Let's not worry about them. Let's not protest them. They're a fucking fossil fuel chemical company doing this purely for PR. They don't really give a shit. And then Nike are advertising their shoes. Yeah, because what's going to change? If he does it in one fifty nine, what's actually going to change? Yeah. I don't. What? It, so what? Is and is a non runner going to watch that and think, you know what? I'm going to pop down to my local park run next week just to give it a go because this man has inspired me. It's like I don't think that's. I just oh. I can't see it. Non runners don't care and they don't understand why it's yeah. a big deal. Runners won't change anything for them, so they'll just flog a load of shoes from it. I think. Yeah, unfortunately, they they really will. Yeah. Capitalism. Capitalism. Boo. I, I'm saying like revolution. That's what I'm saying. First cross country, then the big corporations. Yeah, but you're but you're time. using a Mac, Amy, so you can't say anything because you're a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart. I like, I like capitalism when it works for me, but when it's things I disagree with and I want an uprising. <laughs> okay, so send us your uprisings on Twitter at running is bs you can facebook us running is bullshit or send us an email running is bull at gmail.com there's a lot of things for people to do this week and we've talked a lot there's been yeah. a lot of things to complain about i don't think we should leave it three weeks yeah. again there's too many things no i know i know you've all got your homework so you need to yes. write the next episode for us please that would be terrific thank you very much see you later bye see you again soon Can we talk about my nipples? Hashtag protect the nipple. Oh, you scabby scabby butt crack, scabby scabby butt crack, we love you. And our scabby scabby butt crack, scabby scabby butt crack, loves us too. Blorange. Running is bullshit, brought to you by Blamange. Next year I'm going to fight two bears. And, yes. And kill a man. It's bullshit running news, this is a western like country theme. Running through cornfields, looking at chickens, thinking about news. Hello, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. I don't know what accent that is. No, you're just going to do it like that now. Welcome to the podcast, mate. A bit Australian. Is that kind of a Yorkshire Australian? It's a Yorkshire man that's been sent to Australia. Oh, I see. Yeah. For like stealing some bread. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks. They're not going to move, making no effort. I will shoulder check a bitch. I'll tell you what's bullshit about evening running, cold boobs and an empty belly. I haven't had a scabby butt crack, no, but I've had a bleeding ball sack. If you sit around in jeans at home, you're a fucking psychopath. The cakes don't have uniforms, Amy. Even if you think you don't need that place Vaseline, don't you better Vaseline up. I'm clearly not taking it very seriously because I just cracked open a Corona. Did you consider eating anyone during your run? Find Amy's inhalation laugh hilarious, like someone's tickling a bumhole with a feather whilst recording. Let your foofy be free. Yeah, he had his race number pinned to his bare chest. What? Noob. <laughs> Is a new 100 mile world record has been set by American Zach Bitter. Bitter? Zach Bitter? We're saying. Is it just bitter, do you reckon? Yeah, prob- yeah it's bitter. Yeah, bitter. It just says bitter. Bitter. I don't know. You're so bad at names. I know, I know. Why I can't you read names? I'd fucking scratch you if you launched me over a boat. I've never felt fear like it.